calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy 1920s? New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover, and you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome back, readers, to The Lucky Die. Previously, Latvian accidentally inflicts pain, Raoul trades for Amy to read books, Squash uses the library to help his friend, as Ortana reinforces her position as Lord of the Doors. After crossing the desert, the heroes find the library of Ogma and speak with the Orc Librarian about what they need. Whilst at the library, they bump into two old friends, Marnock and Lisbeth, who had just completed their hand-fasting rituals. What's written on the obelisk? Is it even possible to cure Wurunwa? And how easy will it be to get Kalimon his body back? I guess we're about to find out. Welcome back to the Lucky Die. to go first roll off yeah, we, sure. all right everybody roll a d20 let's go <laughs> I, I honestly don't care Who, whoever wants to go first like some of your checks are going to be easy some of them are going to be way more difficult <laughs> i'll go first <laughs> perfect all right casey's going first all right the rest of us will go by the dice okay sultana you find yourself in the section that you indicated um there is first of all i'm going to get you to do a perception check Okay, let me let me do that. As long as it doesn't suck, you're going to be okay. Well, now Otherwise, you this will just me, increase your time because you said that, <laughs> and now I got a three on my. And it's all your fault for saying what for mentioning it sucking. 
Why would you do that? Yeah. So on a three, it takes you a significant amount of time to find the book that um, Ben Beer was talking about. You do, however, find it. Um, it takes you some time. It's there are a lot of books here, and there are a lot of shelves. Um, so it takes you some time to find it. When you do find it, however, flicking through it, thankfully, it is in common, so it's very fairly easy for you to read. And you kind of like look at the contents list, and like with kind of a little bit of jiggery pokery, like um, Calimorn is kind of pointing you in a direction and trying to help. Like you can hear his voice in the back of your head. And you find in the contents um, a section on removing, safely removing a sentience from a Valkyrie sword. I need you to roll investigation check for me. Okay. Uh, with advantage because um, Calamon is helping you. So that's a 13. Wow, all my first rolls are real bad today. That's Okay. It's not the end of the world. All right, let me scroll well, down to what I have. It's, it's, it's literally the end of the world, V. <laughs> Quite literally. Oh, yeah, I should stop saying that in this podcast. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Damn, you're right. Um, okay. Um, it's basically right towards what, like, you have been reading this book over and over and Calamon is trying to help, but he's not being all that helpful. But eventually you wade through this, like, what feels like fucking gibberish of, like, you could do this or do this and there's that and then there's this place, but it's guarded or it may not be guarded. We don't really know. We haven't really been there. But you break down the gist to be this. There is a spell which is guarded in Cicero which will separate a sentience from a sword. Once you separate the sentience, however, it will just float off into Cicero or into Bellum or into the stalking if that's what they choose. To give it back to its body, you have to capture this. You have to capture it in a blessed vase. It doesn't give you a name, though, but it will hold the spirit. Then you require the blood of an ancestor of the sentience, if it was originally a person. And then you need that blood to be blessed by a god or a goddess or a deity. And then they'll be returned to their body. Hold on, I'm writing all this down for myself. So the first thing I need <laughs> is is I need a holy, I need a, a blessed vase. Yep. How do I get it out again? I... I, I, I don't know why, but like all that I got so <laughs> yeah, It's okay. You need a blessed vase. There's a spell in Cicero. Blood of an ancestor. You need a spell which is kept in Cicero, which will basically separate the, the sentience from the sword. And then, he'll and be then you ghost. need a god or a goddess or a deity to bless the blood with the spirit. And then boom, Calamon has his body. Back. Magical butterfly net. You catch the ghost. <laughs> <laughs> You say that, but you're kind of not really all that wrong. <laughs> it's, a, it's good. I love it, though. It's going to be like in, in Animal Crossing when you talk to the ghost and then you have to go catch all the pieces of its spirit because um, you, you, you scare Casey, it. Casey, I will send the gist to you in a Discord Thank message. Thank you. I wrote it in my notes, though, also. Um, also, I think I'm going to be pretty safe on this one because I know at least two goddesses. <laughs> so you do. <laughs> one might say yourself counts as one. Well, yeah, does it? That does that it? Was, I was counting. Myself. Does it? Does it? <laughs> does it? I don't know. Maybe we already fucked over oh, what's his oh, name's uh, also, magic item. Because also Grumsh. I forgot. Okay, so technically three. 
including myself. You know, you know, you know at least one goddess. You know at least one god, and you do know the deity of death themselves. So yeah, yeah, you're probably deity fine death. on the old god blessing and, department. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And then I know, and then I know what's his face, who's like who was naked all the time and is now a god, Titus. Yeah. So you know a fair amount of people. You're, you're pretty got, tight with the deities got, of this world. I got a, I got a godly crew. <laughs> I got a godly crew following. Um, so, yeah, I've just sent you the message in Discord. So it has all the information in it. Uh, this, I'm going to say, is going to take you like well past lunch because you guys got here about that time, um, like late mid like early afternoon like for you Zoltana because of the the low rolls it took you a very long time so you're going to be like way past dinner like you know eight nine ish sort of thing at night it's it's taken you a while to find this information and actually break it down into something usable (laughs) so that's where you at all right who is next having used the dice system (laughs) that would be squash okay squash you make your way to the back of the library. Can I have you roll a perception check? Yes, you may. I don't even know why I'm asking you. Like, you're going to pass this instantly. Boop. That would be a 23. <sighs> of course it is. Um, you, you find the book, The Treaties, The Theories of Shielding. A lot of what is written in this book is about what avatars do and what they do for this world particularly in this world. It talks about the idea that deities and creatures with a lot of power upset the delicate balance that this existence is, that their their unmitigated presence in the physical, the bellum or stalking or Cicero would crack the foundations. And from what you've heard of the others, when a spectre came through from a plane they shouldn't have been, the world started burning. This tracks with what you know. Avatars take a small piece of the god uh, or celestial being or sentinel and basically insulate them so their most powerful auras don't destroy what we have. The thing... Oh, in that case, now that you have the basics of what avatars are... They don't just have to be about gods. They don't just have to be our gods or our sentinels. They can be beings not of this existence. Now I'd like you to make an investigation check. That was a 28. So as you're kind of like flicking through and getting the idea of what an avatar does and what it is and what it does for our world, you also learn that the thing that you notice is that this book is clearly written by more than one person and has been added onto throughout the ages. The first starts off as very, very, very old common. Like, so it has like thou's and wilt's thou for and all that good jazz. As it kind of gets towards the end of the book and more things have been added, the style of writing changes. And as you kind of figure out what that is, you flick to the front and you see a list of names, authors, You notice Bram Grimlock as one of the first authors. You see a bunch of other names that mean nothing to you. But at the very bottom, you notice Emil Scott's name and Demetria's. As you flick through very quickly to the section that they have added, it talks about what a mortal avatar is. It tells you on your 28 that a mortal avatar 
contains a piece of a god. It separates that link that the god has with their normal avatars, their their shields. It literally burns a piece of the god away, places it within a mortal body. And this mortal body, this mortal avatar, allows a god, a sentinel, or whatever celestial being to leave our existence, which gods, even in their normal avatars, cannot do. It talks about the process of doing this, that to break or burn away a piece of a god requires soul fire. Only something that strong could burn through a piece of a god. But soul fire requires a component. It requires a soul. You had a couple of questions about it. I'm going to answer one of them. You bastard. Ask a question. Fuck. Uh... No pressure. Yeah, yeah, no pressure. Um, okay, before we move on, I just want to make one thing, uh, ask one thing. Who was Demetrius again? Do we know? <laughs> you mean Demetria Bloodworm? Demi's full name. <laughs> I heard Demetrius. Oh. <laughs> there we go. Uh, all right. Uh, that would make a lot more sense. <laughs> I guess the real question is like, can you, after that somebody becomes a mortal avatar, can you decouple them from the god without killing them? You're very mean because I have four questions. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I'm going to be fair to you. It's not something that um, Demi or Emil or any of the others have considered something that they could survive. Okay, I'm starting to feel Squash is stepping into some very deep ponds. <laughs> like the, I, I will answer another question because the honest answer is they wouldn't have considered that, so that wouldn't be a thing in here. Okay. Like you uh, can flick through it like th- there's nothing here. Okay, okay. Uh, uh, how about, um, I think this is a good one, like how do you hide from a god? Back in the past, um, people who make deals, like warlocks or um, priests or paladins even, contain a small aspect of their gods. They kind of act as that like mortal shield, but to a very, very small extent, because there's only a very, very small amount of the god. Um, warlocks, for example, would have a mark, and it would be a case of obliterating or hiding that mark, but this book doesn't go into detail how to do that. It's a thing that as you read through it, you realise you would need to learn more about warlocks. Yeah. Um, this one kind of just glazes over it. This isn't the book to tell you about warlocks and how to hide from those marks. Yeah. Uh, I think during this whole thing, Squash has uh, two pieces of parchment out that he's been writing on. One of them, he mm-hmm. has recreated Demi's letter from memory just to... like. Mm-hmm make sure he's not missing anything that he's not forgetting anything and on the other one Mm -hmm. he's been writing notes and uh like little like uh yeah notes about what he's Mm -hmm. been reading and as soon as he feels like he's learned everything he can from this book he's just gonna slam it shut and start start looking for bin beer again okay all right i'll come back to you in a minute then all right uh next on the list who's next next is neil then i rolled a 12 okay 
<laughs> you and Ama go and find books about the creation of the Lodge and the Fourfold in both Kino and Descora and its relationship to Kesa. So, first of all, I'd like you to roll a perception check with advantage because um, Ama is helping you. Oh, <laughs> not great. 15. <laughs> On a 15, it doesn't, it still takes you a little while to find this book. Um, not like the world's worst amount of time. Oh, you're supposed to be at, oh, that was advantage. Never mind. I saw the green dot. Um, it doesn't take you really long to find the book, but, you know, it, it takes a little bit of time. And as like Ama's climbing up to the top shelf, she brings down a book and hands it to you. And it, it is about Kesa. It's literally just called Kesa. Um, she has been mentioned throughout history in various places, um, described as having various forms. The theory in this kind of conspiracy book is that Kesa has many forms, one of the most prominent ones being that of um, a female dwarf, another of that of being a, ma- a male drow, another of that of being a female goblin. Like, there are references to Kesa all over the place, singular name, and they assume that it is the same person. It talks about her involvement in the creation of the fourfold, both here and on Discora, sorry, and on Kino. It talks about why she founded it. It talks about the relationship that she had with the objects that she was hiding for this mythical, or sorry, these mythical warriors who would come at the hour of need, but just needed to be assembled. It talks a lot about that. I'd like you to roll an investigation check, and then you can ask whatever questions you have. 18. That's not a bad... Uh, do it with advantage because yeah, you okay. have uh, Aima helping. Well, it's <laughs> that's not bad though because I have know. a plus You make it in at 20, which goes, I'll give you everything. <laughs> 10. Okay. I have a plus zero okay. to this. So 18 was like pretty good. <laughs> I was happy that's, with that's that. That's totally fine. <laughs> what questions do you have about Kesa? I will allow you to. Mm. Um, I want to know... Hmm. I want to keep track of these other forms while I'm reading and kind of figure out where exactly she's been or they have been, I guess, with the many forms, uh, primarily. (laughs) Um, And see Um, if there's like one that's like odd that sticks out that might be like indication of a place for a test, anything regarding... The tests, basically, um, or... Okay, if your question is revolved more around that, like, where is she most frequently seen? What is the odd one out? Like, right, where I'm might there be the, a trial? The ones that are kind of like... Well, the one the that ones stands that, out. In that case... Maybe say why the most, I guess, you know, because, okay, she's here. I know why she's yeah, yeah. here. Kino. Okay, I can probably figure out why she's in Kino. Is there any one that's like, hmm... <laughs> All right, let me just, I, I need to open up one of the documents in in, in like the uh, archives so I can tell you where this would be. Thank you for actually researching our ant goal, Neil, while the, while the rest of us are just <laughs> dilly-dallying with our backstories. Excuse me, uh, well I am, but uh, Arch is also researching our end goal. Yeah. I know, I know. Uh-huh. It's just we front-loaded us two who are like meandering around doing our silly shit. <laughs> Meanwhile, the two guys try to save the world. Hey, hey, hey look, Callan Morn is like an integral part of this team, okay? He I've is. got this dude running around the vault looking for a dumb dragon book for me. So, I mean. <laughs> Listen, once I've gotten 
Kalinmorn into a uh, non into a non magic sword body, then we're gonna have uh, five Beautiful people babies. on this team. No, until Gruff I'm comes gay. out of nowhere and tries to fucking murder Jesus him. Jesus of. No babies. I'm gay, man. I don't want to have babies. You can with my adopt sword. beautiful babies. I don't want to have sword. I don't want to have babies with my sword. I want to. If I'm going to adopt babies, it's going to be with my goddess wife. <laughs> and well, who's going to take care of them of once you are set? When, when, like, no, they're going to have like loads of people that look up to them and and, and care about them because they're goddesses and they're going to have a bunch of people following them. <laughs> they just leave it with leave all the babies with Calamore. He just turns into like a like a Mister Nanny kind of thing. <laughs> Mr. Mom, is it? What it is? Man, I when when Kalimorn's outside of the sword, I'm gonna be. So, You're gonna need a new sword. <laughs> I'm gonna, well, I'm gonna need a new sword, but also it's just gonna be really sad because I won't have him with me constantly. It's like Zoltana's gonna get like separation anxiety. <laughs> okay. Um. Well, as you are looking through it, the thing that really stands out to you actually is the fact that you know Kesa has like these many forms. But they never seem to repeat, except in one case. There is talk of Kesa having two different goblin forms. One of that of a female and one of that of a male. And it's the male one that stands out to you because there's very little information about it. Like, the goblin has been seen in various places, has been part of the fourfold. But there has been that odd change where somebody noticed that Kesa had changed. And they seem to be heading into the wastes of Tisseramu. Okay, I have a strange place now. Good. I have something else to look for. What else? Uh, two questions. Yeah, I yeah, feel one like more. that was pretty informative for the first one. <laughs> <laughs> not, not bad. Could it could have gone worse for me? I may give you a little less on the next one, but I was like, damn it, I need to find it out and find out what it was called oh. or how to pronounce the bloody thing. <laughs> um. Hmm. I think Rawl is personally curious as to hmm, why she kept up with the fourfold. Because she mentioned that they didn't see this coming because they were admittedly not paying a lot of attention. So why mm -hmm. did she, why was the fourfold something that she was coming back to? Is the fourfold something that she has lost faith in or something or is something going on with the fourfold at some point that has made her stop caring about it as much perhaps so case's involvement with the fourfold on discora has been that originally she started the lodge mm -hmm. the lodge was the thing that protected uh basically grew with the idea that people should be trained people should you know protect a thing and it ended up becoming i guess commercialized and she wasn't into that bullshit um so then she formed the fourfold and that's dual purpose was to protect the thing that would bring one of the or both of the great things back and she was very involved with it in the beginning like setting it up make sure things ran properly but as time went on she turned up less and less it wasn't because she didn't care. It was more that she seemed preoccupied with something else. Either she had done the task of setting it up and she was just checking in from time to time, the hard work having been done. 
that's kind of the feeling that most people get because she's always, whenever she has been mentioned in either of the fourfolds, it has been like, she cares. She's very interested in the people, like the three masters, um, the mix, the martial, the magic. She's always very interested in who they are, who is running the place in her absence. She's interested in that, but it's almost as if it's become more of a hobby than like a vocation, I guess. And with you knowing that she's a sentinel, it kind of goes hand in hand with the strange way that time works for them. Um, yeah, I guess that that's kind of okay. more what, what is going on there. Okay. Okay, then. That means it's Lafian. Hi. Hi. Take a perception check, please. With advantage because you have Kythea helping. Sure. You said perception? Yes, please. Okie doke. Advantage per caption. 21. You find the book pretty easy. I mean, it was in a display case of only three books. <laughs> um. Out of curiosity, what are the other two books? Um, the other two, so one of the books is kind of about um, sentinels and the creation of the world. The other ones, one of them holds like myths about powerful objects. And one of them is written in a language that you don't immediately understand without using your, your psychic read everything abilities. Um, and that talks more about forbidden magics. Mm. Okay, mm. just going to save that for later. Hmm. All right, that's Ra- so you're that's Ra's book now. Nope, you're no. Uh-uh. Break your fucking that's, fingers. It's uh, not a book for you, my friend. Balance, All right, look at this. We we'll grab the book. Okay, um, roll uh, an investigation. Okay, advantage. Uh, yeah, because uh, Kythea is is also looking through. Twenty-eight. You can ask four questions. Four questions. Okay. Like, you have a stupidly high roll there, and I had stuff prepared for Zoltana and for Squash. You two, not so much, so go right ahead. Okay. <laughs> what would you like to know? Where are the trials? That's not written in here. Fuck. It tells you about where, how the Sentinels created the world, that there are five planes of existence, that there is Cicero and Bellum that there is the physical and the stalking, that there is the sentinel plane. It tells you about those five. It gives you a little history on both. It tells you that the stalking plane was created first, that there were people who lived there, that sentient creatures were made there, but things went wrong. They turned on themselves, became darker creatures. And rather than destroying them, the sentinels built around them. They gave them Cicero and Bellum, the the physical plane then a plane to hold all of this together Hmm. it tells you that the sentinels don't really interact on the planes with one exception she placed herself upon the physical plane when it was first created and that's where Gieta came from things there are exceptionally magical is there any attention to detail on Gieta in particular locations Locations in Gieta. Um Places that, like, maybe there's a little bit too much attention to detail where it's like, hmm, maybe that's where the trial would be. 
I'm very bad at phrasing things, but uh, do, do you pick I, up what I, I'm putting I, I down? I kind of, yeah, like you, you want a bit more specific. By the um, wolf-headed rock, east of the... <laughs> it talks about very... <laughs> <laughs> it talks about the very north of the world. Like, if you take one step forward, you're heading south. If you take one step back, you're heading south. The very northern point of this world is where the sentinel touched the plane. And it is here that apparently there may be a hole, that there is a way to see into all of existences, that there is a, a what, sorry, into all of our existence, that there is a whirlpool of something there that allows you to see beyond the physical of what you have, more into actually the workings, the threads, the points, the pixels, the numbers of how this world works. Hmm. Sorry, trying to process all that. I, I feel I feel like I'm under the... I've been going under the wrong assumption that these would be like some scattered thing that might be across Gieta, but what if it's just a case of we all just have to go to this vortex... And then we all undergo individual trials at the same time there. Each of you has to undergo an individual trial to complete your part of being the Sentinel. Yes. Yeah. But it can't all be at the same location. You know, like the there wasn't any kind of like Spider Man spider bite. We have to go un- undergo the discomfort to make us into great superheroes. We have to <laughs> I go would to not the magical place. You aren't all gonna be by like like fucking radioactive versions of the creatures yes. you're gonna turn into, Neil. Like <laughs> I'm ruling that out already. <laughs> I don't know. Laughing's going to turn to Kythea. Do you have any ideas on what else may pertain in here? I'm kind of drawing um, a blank. Well, if you're all going to become a sentinel, perhaps there's something in here about, I don't know, maybe how to break one apart or how that works, what exactly a sentinel does here. Like, we know there are four here, but what if there were others? What if... If there's any information on, like, another sentinel being created, maybe we can find something about them. See, I like that. You're very smart. Very good job. Uh, She smiles and, like... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> she, she smiles you say like, pat pat it's uh, more a like embarrassed. Pat, pat. Yeah. little kisses little kisses uh, little yeah like kisses. Let's, go, let's go with that then those are two solid ideas okay so it talks about breaking apart a sentinel and it talks about that a sentinel itself is very powerful like their words create things but it's kind of that you know like the asshole DM wish thing where you have to phrase things perfectly for them to work which is why our reality doesn't work perfectly it's why there are contradictions it's why you know the stupid ass questions that Squash asked of Kesa um, that's why those sort of things exist um, it's why magic comes at a cost they can't create things perfectly so a sentinel has a lot of powers but they are finicky you know, great power, great responsibility, all that good jazz. It's all the bureaucratic crap. Um, so they have a lot of power. It talks about, this particular book talks about uh, if you were to break apart a sentinel, being that there are four of them, 
It's not the end of the world if you lost one, if something came in and blew one apart. Life would suck, but it wouldn't end the world. Doing that to two or more would spell disaster for the creation of the world as it is, because it's not perfect. Nothing is. So it talks about that it is possible, but it requires a lot of energy. It requires basically the world itself turning in on a sentinel and blowing it to pieces. It's that much energy. However, it does talk about a fifth sentinel. It talks about back in the past that there were brothers and sisters, that they created this world, but one of them decided to leave. Like, after the creatures in the stalking, after those people turned in on themselves and became something else, the fifth sentinel left, went out into where it is they decided to go. They had a name there. It talked about how they escaped, about how they broke themselves down enough that they could leave. Um, it talks about a fifth sentinel, and the fifth sentinel's name is Baura. All right, hold on a second. I'm going need to that, need that in writing. It's B, A with an apostrophe, R, and an A. Baura. <laughs> My lawyers will be hearing of this. <laughs> I'm so confused. I don't understand... What so is happening uh, right now? There is, uh, out, out of out of character, out of world, there is a reason why all the Sentinels are named as they are. I mean, you haven't come across the other names. I mean, you could look them up now if you wanted to. But they have names for a reason. And I, yes, I, I thought, yes, it's named after your sister. You're a giant weirdo. <laughs> is this some... You refuse to answer my questions when I probe you on the thing, so... Um, more info on Fifth Sentinel? The Fifth Sentinel found a way of breaking herself down. She she asked her brothers and her sisters to each call her by her real name. Like, not the name that's written down, but like that core, like real name, like what she actually is in the language of them. And every time they said it, they broke a piece of her down. And that allowed her to escape. So there is a theory that by using something's true name, you have power over it. And by her brothers and sisters using her name, they managed to break her down so that she could escape the re-existence that they had created. And then what? And then she left. That's it? Where? Mm-hmm. Where, do you, where did she escape from? Here. She escaped Here? from the existence that the five sentinels had created uh, when uh-huh. they first created the stalking. And when they broke her down with their words, she left. And now it's just the four of them. Kythea says, that could be how we get you all out of being a sentinel. We don't know how long it'll last. And we might need to break you free if something happens. I mean, I would hope that the sentinels wouldn't keep us as sentinels once this is all done. You said that Kesa said she didn't know how long it would last anyway. Right. But if 
for whatever reason, the blissful eclipse focuses you because you're a sentinel, I, I'd rather be able to break you out of that. Like, I, I don't want to lose you or the others. I don't want to lose them either, but in case we have to, break in case of emergency. In case of absolute worst case scenario emergency. It's going to yeah. be real great when everyone else is laughing and we just keep saying balance and it doesn't work. <laughs> it doesn't work. <laughs> she knows his name, okay? <laughs> it's whether anyone would know Squash's real that's name. My name but oh, that's, that's not like, uh, that's like That's not like true name. Maybe. I, like, I, I'm, I'm not entirely sure... Like, is my name my true name? Is that would that work? Say my name. Say my say my name and tell me to do something. Lathian Dathra, dear, you please close that book and kiss me. Fine, but not because you told me to. Gross. <laughs> yeah, but now we can't prove that it wasn't. Uh, unanswered, unresolved questions. Okay. To be clear, doing it not say- because you told me to, because I want to. <laughs> You say that, but... Sure. Um, Okay. So a few hours have passed. Um, um, Ben Beer has bought, like, food and refreshments. um, And you all kind of gravitate back towards, like, that centre table where um, Ben Beer was speaking to you all. Um, What do you all want to do? Did he find anything on dragons? (sighs) He comes back and he says there was something about about curing dragons but it's a very difficult and long to cast spell it requires potions and powerful mage or warlock or sorcerer wizard but it is possible. And they hand you over a note which has a recipe for a potion. Uh, Raw seems excited and puts away the note. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, so I need a potion and someone to make a spell? Yes. Huh. Uh, okay. What are the rest of y'all up to? Uh, I'm assuming that Squash already uh, asked Benbeer about a book about warlocks, or more specifically about the marks that warlocks get from their chosen deity. And he's already on that book. <laughs> okay, um... Yeah, sure. Um, uh, yeah, okay. Um, roll an investigation check. All right. <laughs> well, better start fucking brainstorming because I rolled a 23. Ha, <laughs> lowest roll. Screw yeah, up. Um, <laughs> it tells you that warlock marks vary from person to person and deity to deity. Sometimes they are, they can manifest as physical runes or markings. Sometimes they are just subtle changes in behavior. Sometimes, you know, you don't notice anything at all. 
but there is always a mark on the soul itself, which means when it becomes their time, their deity, whoever has marked their soul, decides whether they are Cicero or Bellum or whether they are forced back into life. It becomes their choice at that point. There is mention in the book about a dagger. It mentions that a mark can be burnt away. Just the mere touch of soul fire can do it. But it's a very dangerous thing to undergo. If you decide to try and cast soul fire in such a way to only burn that tiny bit of your soul, you are taking a 1 in 20 chance. However, there is a dagger. There is a dagger called Gurd Madra's dagger. I'm not sure if I pronounced that right. Um, <laughs> Gurd Madra. Yeah, that's how I pronounced it last time. That this dagger is in Bellum, and it does exactly the right amount without killing. But this charge is one in every hundred years, if not fewer, and has just as much chance of killing them as it does for saving them. And if you die from soul fire, you gone. Yeah. Yep. So there's obliteration, death, or life. That is the choices of removing a warlock mark. But all are better than like a one in 20 chance. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. How about you don't set yourself on fire with soul fire? Yeah. Um, yeah. It still broadens that chance of good things yeah. or neutral things. You go from a 5% chance to a 33% chance. <sighs> Um, if you hadn't picked up, it's the same dagger that your parents mentioned. Yeah, Kaltrabada dagger. Yeah. I need to know more about that dagger, and I need to know more about Soulfire, apparently. Hey, there's a book on really powerful magic things in that thing over there. Do you mean the forbidden <laughs> magic book that is in the language I don't understand? Hey, Balance, where do you get fire times ten? <laughs> no. <laughs> from your mate, Raul. That's where you get fire times ten from, your mate. <laughs> Um, as oh, Squash, burn. as you kind of stalk back to the table where everyone else is is congregating, um, you'll notice that Athorin and Marnak and Lisbeth are making their way back to this area as well. Before I head back, I actually want to just see if I can find um, sort of like a a book on Kellen Morn's adventures. Because he was like a big adventurer, right? There's got to be some kind of writings about his the life. The funny thing is the yes! book exists. Yes, you can. It already exists. The book exists. You go to the book, but the um, the title, like the index cards that tell you where it is, the book has been taken out. <laughs> oh. <laughs> the book has been removed from the library. Sultana's like shaking her head and she's like, damn it. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> what book you really wanted? <laughs> hey, who took the book? I've heard some Goliath Ashhole. It's very rude about it. Yeah. Actually, no, because he wasn't even there for that. Nope. It's the trial lady. Nope. It was Greff. Uh, yeah, it's the trial lady. If you, if you don't think that the index card sass was an asshole about it, you underestimate how mean <laughs> that trial lady was. How petty. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, that's, that's didn't even respect my books. That's, Sorry, that's, no, that's fine. That's that's fine. Zoltana's actually happy, kind of happy to take it out because she's like, oh, somebody wanted to read about Cal. Hey, Cal. Hey, Cal. Somebody took out your book. So they took out the book about you. 
They want to know about you. <laughs> How freaking cool is that? Go ahead. Make uh, graphics do work. Callum Morn. No, I'm not making him do work for like three lines. <laughs> Rethix indicates that they are interested Wait, and they would Rethix? like to meet this Rethix? person. <laughs> Sorry, Callinmon indicates that he is interested in meeting the person that wanted to know all about him. <laughs> the feelings so people, I'm sure. Yes, it is. <laughs> yes, yes, it is. Um, can I can I find a book for some uh, light reading while eating dinner? Uh, there are many copies of Threads here. No, not that light reading. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> Luffy wants to find a book on true uh, on true names. The original master copy of Threats edition. Now one. he's curious about that. Signed <laughs> with a signed book plate in it. Signed book plate. A signed book plate. Um, it's been translated so many times that we can't even be sure that the modern Threads is. <laughs> <laughs> it's not even the Threads anymore. It's I'm just strands. I'm not saying. That it doesn't exist in this library. I'm not saying that it does. <laughs> anyway, um, as you all congregate back at the table, um, yeah, Marnak and Lisbeth and Athorin come out, and Lisbeth and Marnak look like they're ready for whatever is coming ahead. Um, and Athorin like seems to have like steadied his nerve a little bit. Um, he doesn't seem to be letting them wander too far away from him, and. Um, Monarch uh, looks at the four of you as you kind of like wander back or as you're sitting down reading or eating a light snack, whatever. Um, he says, we three are going to go into the vaults and prepare ourselves for what I need to do. I don't know how long we'll be down there. Did you find what you were looking for? Um, yes and no. Most of it. Some of it. Not really. I feel like that has probably been the case. We are dealing with some wild unknowns here. Perhaps new things, perhaps so old they're not written down. We shall see. Just do us all a favor and don't die while you're down there. Kind of took a lot of work to I'm get you gonna, back. I'm not, not going to let that happen. I won't let them die either. I think they are trying to do good things. Laughing has like a dumbfounded face. And is staring at a thorn. I'm happy to hear you say it. So what do we do while we wait? Do you need us to go with you? You... Don't need to wait for us. We are probably going to be some time, and from the sounds of it, you have your own things to get on with. We don't have a ride back. Our wizard left us. <laughs> Lisbeth smiles, and uh, she says, I can, I can send you back to Falsam. No problem. Okay. Do you want to do that now, or should we wait till you come back, or...? We are going to be gone for some time. Okay. Do not wait for us. Do not rely on us. Um. Are you going to be gone for a week? Uh, Rog gives a pointed look at a Thorin. Like, you can't be gone for a week because Runra doesn't have a week. (laughs) I 
don't know. We don't know how long we are gone for. But as how do we get to tour of Onwa then? I have an idea. You you were saying something, Arch? I have an idea. No, I just had a I just had a light bulb moment. I had a Okay. <laughs> if it helps, I can send you there. I mean, if that's what you want. And she looks at uh, um, a Thorin. I can send you right there to Demarius. Uh, you would have to get back yourself, though. Hopefully someone will be able to. Send you back, I mean. Don't worry. Someone would send them back. I have a thought about that, actually. Um, this partially relies on your answer to my question, though, Thorin. Does Demarius have access to larger vessels, seafaring vessels? We do, but not many. Okay. I'm having a thought here. Because from what I'm reading, it sounds... From what I was reading, it sounds like we're going to have to go to Gieta. If that's the case, Demarius is already further north. So it would save us a lot of time, actually, if we were to go to Daemarius, help you, looking at all three of the Dragonborn, locking eyes with each. <laughs> and then once that's taken care of, Ral, you'll be good. You'll, you should hopefully, I would hope, be cured some way or another. No, I won't And then be. we go to Gieta. No, I have the thing. Ral gets the <laughs> recipe out. <laughs> No, I just need a wizard or a warlock or someone and an alchemist and we can help Wurunwa. Show me the list. If all the things are in Demarius, we have wizards and alchemists that could help you out. Yeah, Raw hands him the list. He kind of like skims over it and he says, uh, We do not have this or this. These are... How do I phrase things? Uh, uh, many of these things just do not grow on Demarius. And he hands the thing back to Ral. What about the wizard or warlock? We have wizards and warlocks. They would be strong enough to cast this spell of yours. Okay. And then they can maybe help us get to where we need to go, but I won't be cured. Not until we do the thing. With the uh, Kesa. Ama looks uncomfortable. <laughs> like she has plans, but she looks uncomfortable. <laughs> so then all we're missing, then we need these ingredients, and then we should be able to just go to Demarius, take care of that business, and with any luck, you'll be able to arrange passage for us to Gieta? Depending on how long it takes here. If I am still here with these two, then you are on your own. If we are done quickly, then I can arrange passage for you. If we go with you all, would that make things quicker? I don't know. And he looks at the other two and Lisbeth shakes her head and says, No, 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 no. You, you need to do your thing. We have to do ours. We don't know how long this will take. And, and if it takes weeks, weeks... You you can't not be on your quest. Athorin, you can't come. That is not happening. I'm going. Are there um, runes in Damaris 
the Marius that we could possibly teleport to? Something to make our trip there quicker? Uh, he nods. Yes. Uh, can we have those? Make a persuasion roll. <laughs> uh, no, not me. <laughs> uh, you don't want me to do it, bud. <laughs> You're at least the same race as him. That doesn't help well, me. But he hates well. <laughs> that doesn't help me. I'm I'm the re- the neglect. I'm not neglect. What's the, what's the word? I'm the rejected <laughs> of my race, bud. Uh, that was only an eight. It's a sick one. Does anyone want to help squash out? Uh. Does Amo want to help squash? <laughs> Balance, baby, can you try to convince this motherfucker? <laughs> I've been trying this entire time. I don't if I, I've been trying to say that we need to go there. So yes, if V allows it, I don't know. Yeah, all allow. I've been arguing. I've been trying to get us there. You've man. been trying to persuade him with logic. I'm putting it like that. Knowledge. Am I rolling or is he? Please don't make me. It's I've got plus you, zero. Yeah, yeah, Arch, you want to roll. Okay. Yeah, of course. 26. Thank you. <laughs> oh, Jesus, you rolled a 19? Yeah, here's a lot in persuasion. A Thorin looks at all of you and he locks eyes with Raoul. And then he looks at Emma. And finally to Lafian. I will draw this rune for you, but as soon as it is used, you must destroy it. Fine by me. We just need to get there. Okay. He reaches for a scroll, a parchment, and he draws a very... It's actually kind of a very basic rune. A very, very basic teleport pattern. It's not overly complicated. It's functional and it does the job. And he leaves it on the table and he says, You must swear to me that you will destroy it. You have my word. What do you think we can't get to and from here from boats? Hmm? If I needed to get to or from Demarius, I would not need your room. You and Emma both know the way back. Good luck. And he turns to walk away, then he stops, and he goes back over to Emma, and he puts something in her hand and says, Look after this. I never gave you a lot, but look after this. And he makes his way kind of towards the back of the library, kind of in that same area that Squash was. Good luck. Well, I guess good luck to to all of you. You all. <laughs> I mean, you're, you're going to be fine. You you don't need luck. <laughs> right? <laughs> so we're going to need to go back to Falsum, is what I'm hearing. I need to get an <laughs> alchemist. Um, before that, really quick, um, where is uh, uh, Benbeer? Uh, Ben Beer is kind of like sitting at the end of the table, but you can ask him to leave. He understands that there's something going on that he can't be a part of. Not that. Uh, Ben Beer, would I be able to take out this book on, on names? Yes, of course you can. I will take this then. 
How would I return it in the future? He smiles. When you are done with it, it will find its way back here. Understood. Do you have anything about the stalking plan? Or something spooky, but maybe not that spooky, because I don't know <laughs> if I can read it if it's too spooky. Well, but... I've got some books if you're looking for some light reading. I found them in uh, Pintor's room. <laughs> <laughs> Spectre books? I would like to read these too. <laughs> um, Are they scary? <laughs> no. Um... <laughs> Whatever it is, it can't raise Ralph's blood pressure. It was not doing any good. <laughs> Maybe. Oh. So I think that two of them may raise his blood pressure. Um, the third one, maybe not as much. But, oh, no, um, I can't do this scary. Not too scary. I just want information um, of the stalking and how magic works there. Maybe. <laughs> I can see upon you that you have a mark belonging to the deity of death. You will find out very quickly how things work over there. Uh, quickly in relation to like time here or there, because I don't want to like quickly over here. It's kind of a long time over there. And I, I kind of want to, uh, I can figure things out now that can help me. <laughs> he like, takes a couple of steps away and heads back to like that village. How long does it like, take me to put something in the stalking plane? Is it like two actions? <laughs> it took you a <laughs> few minutes, dude. Like, few let's minutes? be honest. Okay. You are going to fuck me with this. I know this. Not really. Um, <laughs> a couple actions will take multi a couple turns. That makes it pretty useless in combat to try to do something like that. Yes, very like true. A handful of seconds, 30 seconds or so. <laughs> I think that casting time for big stuff should be a thing in D&D. &D, it makes one person useless and it makes them have to think hard about what they do. It's a cool mechanic. But yes, regardless, it is, it's going to scream you. Yeah. But in any sense. Uh, he walks over to um, like, uh, like one of the bookshelves in the kind of more religion-y area. And um, he brings out like a book called Disciple of Death. It's a fairly thin book. It's about spectres. Okay. <laughs> that looks fun. Yep. Okay, thank you. You can take this if you wish. Okay. Uh, I'll get this back here somehow. Or, uh, uh, I'll be around. Um. Yes. However it works. Anybody else have questions? For books that they want to take out? <laughs> yep. Yeah. Um, I I need a book about uh, a knife called Galtramother's Dagger, or more specifically a book about Soulfire. The, the knife seems to be related to it. Soulfire is a forbidden magic. It is protected far below in the vaults. You will not be able to take a book like that out of this library. Oh. But there are people in this world that knows how it operates. Like 
That may be a question for Emil. Yeah, the person uh, who wrote one of the books. He's a weirdo. He is a weirdo. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Don't you mean to Emil? He's my friend, damn it. Assuming the books are uh, the dagger that you're talking about is of great magical power, there was another book in that case over there. Yeah. I was kind of curious to look at it myself if you wanted to take that one out. Sure. If it might help me find this thing, it might help. Benby, would it? If you are looking for the dagger specifically, mm. the best that this book will tell you is where it was. It has been kept on Bellum for many, many millennia and has not been removed. Mm. It will not say it is in the house of Steve. Rolex at Ama. It will just say that it was on Bellum. That yeah. is where it has been traditionally kept. Ama, do you know of any fancy daggers on Bellum? <laughs> Let us have a look. The one person who's been there. <laughs> <laughs> True. For a long time. True. Emma, do you have another dagger that you found somewhere? In our time. Did you steal another <laughs> I don't dagger? Don't want to talk to you about. I'm not talking I to you about to my dagger. Stab booger no. with this one. <laughs> Soulfire dagger. This one, and then Soulfire. this one, and then this one, and then this one. I've collected all Emma the powerful did. daggers to collect. Emma got, Emma 24, got like twenty-four. Twenty-four. Shit. <laughs> Emma knows things. It doesn't surprise I, for all that Eamon knows things about these things. <laughs> of course she knows things about the things. I, I did hear... I was obviously looking for weapons to help me fight better. I did hear about it. Uh, it is guarded by... Oh, shit, what are they called? Is it the fire thingy it that we is... fought? No. Malakabel. No. It is protected by a, a race of people called Tinguran. T-I-N-G-U-R-A-N. And thank you, Chaos Brain, for that name. Okay. Thank you. Like, I thought you said Tinguran, and I was going to be like, wait a minute. <laughs> Tinguran. Gurnlaga? No, we're never going to win. Tinguran. <laughs> that's that's good. Okay. Um, uh, they tended to keep to themselves. They never mixed with the rest of the fighters. I don't know how to contact them or get in anything like that. I don't want to go back there. I'm sorry. I, I won't. No, no. Well, uh, well hug Zamer. You don't have to. <laughs> more than enough. Thank um, you. Then I I I, I guess uh, I'm, uh, we're leaving, and Squaw seems to be like slightly panicking because he doesn't have a book to take with him, and he feels like <laughs> there's so many questions he doesn't have answered. Um, uh, dragon leaf sap. Anything about that? I swear to Christ, if you say the vault, I swear to Sultana, if, if you say the vault. <laughs> <laughs> If I set an underground bunker... Oh, come on! <laughs> protected by a strong door. Squash, if you want to put, grab one of the books from inside the case there, please. They look so interesting. <sighs> Gathia, you two, go grab one of the books from the, 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 the... They looked cool. I'm curious what's in them. 
I could live here. <sighs> I know, and so could I. Ama, I... get the book. What do you want to know? Between Ama and Kythea, they take the other two books in the case. <laughs> that has to be infuriating. You have this nice library and people just zoom towards the case books. It's like, I put them there because they're unique and expensive and delicate. And I like them. Uh, then you should have <laughs> put them in the vault. <laughs> Sucker. Uh, Squash doesn't have a book. Squash doesn't have a book. Mm. <laughs> How did that happen? Mm. <laughs> Find something on... <laughs> What about like a map of Bellum? <laughs> Ooh. Is that what you're going to ask for? <laughs> you're looking for an atlas. An atlas of the plains. <laughs> an atlas of existence. <laughs> I found this yellow pages. <laughs> Who are you looking for? So it guards squash. that thing? I'm looking for a plumber. <laughs> Do you know any good electricians, Ethel? No, none. Where can buy an ad? So I need so fire. I need magic. I need. Uh, I'm taking the fucking Avatar book, the one I already semi read through. Okay, you can take that. Yeah. Like the theories of shielding. Yeah, know. that one. The theories of shielding. There may be more in that book than you than you originally intended. So yeah, yes. Yeah. You definitely take the book. That's what I'm um, assuming. Sultana. Yo. <laughs> Anything you wanna steal from the library while everyone is plundering We're not the resources? Stealing. <laughs> no, I mean why would I do that? That's stupid. Well, we're not stealing. We're borrowing. No, temporarily borrowing. Yeah. With permission. I think you'd like to check out the library. Also, I hear that management's super dead. So, like, <laughs> um, I will still find you for the ages if you destroy those books. I would and never he just, do like, anything. Mean face, and then he laughs. <laughs> um, I think that I, I genuinely can't think of anything that Zoltana would want to take out of the library outside of that book. Guidebook uh, for goddesses. Uh, it's. Is Deities there like, for dummies? Is there like one of those like <laughs> like American girl doll books on how on your body your goddess? Oh lord. Pray <laughs> <laughs> <Eat> love. <laughs> <sighs> um yeah, yeah, you're like there would be those sorts of books here too. Like there is also fiction here. I mean threads is here and, and the others are also here. Um, the stocking plane book is just gonna be like a a strategy guide for the game Go Fish. <laughs> This is what you need. <laughs> Trust me. <laughs> well, Neil, now you've said it. Good, good, good job, man. No. Um, <laughs> your goof, your problem. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, I guess. Yes, there would be books on like how, how like uh, how to not exactly ascend to godhood, but like that introverted like thinking alternatively you might want to book on um speechcraft so it's easier for you to convert followers oh yeah i'll take that uh 
a book on how to be a good speaks. How to be good speaks. Um, okay. Let's come up with a name for this author. Let me let me let me dig into the world. My name's Zoltana and I don't speak so good. Hello, Zoltana. By the time you finish this book, uh you will be a master speech crafter. Um Okay, um there is a book on um <laughs> there is a book on on how to make a good speech by Belmain Author, um, which comes from Veritas. Thank you. I'll take that. And it, it literally teaches you how to construct like speeches, how to make people do what you want based on those speeches, or how to get people to follow you, or how to do reverse psych on people. This book is a gold mine of how to do speeches. Um over the time as you read it, will up like some of your um, like persuasion skill and your like that kind of stuff. So, so can I borrow that when you're done? Just that you have it. No, it's one of those. She took the book, not you. <laughs> you don't need any more to your speech, my friend. Don't I? I only have a 15 charisma. <laughs> yep, no way. Um, I need to be at 20. Okay. Um, with that, Lisbeth kind of looks at you all and with kind of like a very deep look of concentration you see her eyes go purple and you see Monarch's eyes go purple as they send the six of you back to Falsum leaving behind a Thorin Monarch Lisbeth and Common I was gonna ask is Common coming with us? Common never came back into the library what? Oh, we would for sure. Coleman never wait came for into Coleman. the library. We can't leave Coleman. <laughs> no, V, V, hold on. Raw wouldn't let them okay. leave. Okay, Coleman's writing down the <laughs> thing she goes, that Raw asked As she goes to cast, you're like, wait, we've had hours. Where is Coleman? As you kind of like go back to the uh, the entrance, uh, like you pull open one of the doors, you see Coleman lying unconscious at the bottom of the obelisk. Um, and that's where we're going to leave I'm off. I'm going to stop there. Yeah, that's where we'll leave off. Like, that's your... <laughs> on a con save of 22, that's where we'll leave off. <laughs> Hi, everyone. Ral here. Been doing some reading and some learning, and I think we're going to figure things out. I would like to thank patron Shosaro for your support. Thank you so much. Thank you so much to Chaos Brain Kathy for the name Tingurin, and also to Veritas for the name Belmain Orthar. If you would like to submit the name to the pool that we pick those names from, you can also become a patron. If you go to patreon.com slash tldpod, you will find a bunch of tiers, and there has been some very hard work to get us ready for the new higher tiers we have for the t-shirt and the hoodie. We're very excited to finally get to share some of that. You can get exclusive merch. You can get exclusive early access to the Kino episodes. You can get exclusive access to the AMAs. You can get exclusive access to participate in the AMAs. And so you can come ask us questions. You can find the tier that works for you at patreon.com slash tldpod. And thank you so very much to everyone who is already a patron. Your support is amazing. Anyways, 
here's an ad for a podcast called Tell of the Manticore. You should go check it out. Thank you so much for listening. We hope you are enjoying the second season so far. And we will see you all next time. Bye. Are you looking for a D&D podcast for the dark side? Something more like Game of Thrones and less like Monty Python? Tale of the Manticore is part dark fantasy audio drama, part solo D&D RPG. There's no plot armor here. The dice make all the important decisions. Join me as I resurrect the excitement, wonder, and emotion of old school D&D. Made for a mature audience, Tale of the Manticore is both a fiction and a game. It's the story where chaos rolls. Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am extremely excited to invite you to Rachel Uncensored. It's my podcast where I sit down and get real with my friends and celebrity guests where we talk about all sorts of topics. And sometimes we might be under the influence when we do so. We cover things from personal stories to hot button issues. And it's the only place on the internet you can find an uncensored version of me. It's a side of me that you might not have seen before because it's not the most family or brand friendly. But don't worry, I'm still sort of slightly a decent human being. If you're intrigued, then make sure you check it out. New episodes drop every Wednesday. You can find it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored.